Welcome, everyone. This is If You'll Indulge Me, a podcast about food and language. I'm Asim Shukla. I'm Ted Joya. And for today's episode, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. Today, Ted alone has researched the wonderful world of Scottish food. Now, it's often supposed that Scottish people speak English. (laughs) But in Ted's research, a different picture emerges. Do you want to tell us more, Ted? Yeah. The Scottish are sonorous people, and you need look no further than their cookbooks. It turns out that Scottish food is this fascinating, wonderful, poetic world of culinary language. The French don't hold a finger to naming dishes to the Scots. (laughs) They lack the courage. And I decided, well, maybe this is not the perfect topic for a full episode, but rather let's just delight in our ignorance of Scottish food and try something a little different. So today we're going to try a game show format. Yes. And on today's episode of Know Your Scottish Foods, where the objective is to try to guess what the food consists of from its obtuse and unobvious name, we'll have two contestants, myself, Asim, and longtime friend of the podcast slash former roommate, <laughs> David Sabetti. Howdy. All right, Ted, so tell us about the rules of Know Your Scottish Foods. The number one rule of Know Your Scottish Foods are the rules could change at any time, <laughs> depending <laughs> upon what my mood is. Maybe two rounds. First right. round is write in an answer choice. I'm okay. going to read you eight names of Scottish foods, and you're going to write down what you think it is. Okay. And on the off chance you actually get it right, point for you. Congratulations. But if you don't, I'm just going to pick the answer that I find most amusing or most compelling. Maybe a prelude to a future Scottish dish. Fair enough. And the second half of the game will be multiple choice. I will give you a question or a Scottish dish and then three answers. And then you're going to write what you think it is. And so if we both get it right, do we both get a point? I think so. (laughs) Great. Well, now that... Don't look at my sheet. (laughs) Well, with that impeccable description of this very clearly laid out game, (laughs) let's get started. Excellent. How well do you know your Scottish foods? So here we are with question one. Now we're going to start easy. And this is considered Scotland's most popular dish. What is mince and tatties? Oh, mince and tatties is... I will have you know that it is the traditional school dinner dish of Scotland. Another fun fact, in 2006, the European Union introduced some new rules on food processing, which was reported as meaning the end of mince and tatties because of certain limitations on the way you're supposed to cook and hold various food items. In response, the Scottish National Party leader and First Minister of Scotland, Alex Salmon, announced... They can take our lives, but they will never take our freedom to make mince and tatties. I am confident that we will fight them on the beaches, and we will fight them in the omit line, because this could be a clue, in the blank shops to make sure we never have to surrender our mince and tatties. And this is a country that voted to stay within the European Union. Okay, so what? So now we're, we're going we're gonna to end our uh, little tangent here, and so we'll review our answers. What do you think it is, David? Uh, I put diced meat and potatoes. Uh, it's a pretty boring answer do after you, you said, said the second half of that. Do you care to specify the meat? Oh. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Let's say oh, lamb. Lamb. Very well. I'm going to say minced fermented liver and mashed potatoes. Wow, it came over with a pretty similar thing. <laughs> so it is actually just minced beef and mashed potatoes. That just is what it is. 
It's beef. Now, who came closer? Because there is no liver in it. I'm going to say neither of you get a point. No, <laughs> come on. Okay, fine. A, a half point for each of them. I see, I see. All right, you're going to keep scoring. Stuart, a half and a half. Yep. We're tied at half point to half point. Um, <laughs> the second item is interrelated question. The most popular side dish in Scotland is neeps and tatties. Mm. Now, what do we think neeps are? N-E-E-P-S. I think I know the answer to this one. Neeps? Neeps and tatties. Did that help? <laughs> in, this con- <laughs> in this country, we talk about acid titties. <laughs> in Scotland, in Scotland talk about neeps and tatties. And tatties. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have an answer. All right, I think okay. I have an answer, too. Asim, what is your answer to this question? I think I know the answer to this. I think neeps and tatties is turnips and Booyah! potatoes. Booyah! That's exactly what I said. Fair enough. A neep, you're both correct. Neeps are a Scottish word for a Swede turnip, which is a rutabaga crossed with a turnip. All right. Great. Great. Does that mean we both get the point? Yeah. Uh, I guess the follow-up question is, uh, when mashed neeps and mashed tatties are combined... They form another popular dish. And which of these three items is it? A, cabbie claw. <laughs> Two, clap shot. Or what? three. Clap shot sounds like the name of a horrible superhero. <laughs> <laughs> or How? an anti-venereal disease drug. I see. Yes. It's pretty much the same thing. No, yeah, fair enough. Or the third option is how Saudi. And let me let me spell oh, yes. how Could you spell that last one? Yeah. P-O-W-S-O-W-D-I-E. How Saudi. And and this is a combination of turnips and... Mashed turnips and potatoes. Mashed turnips and mashed patties. Right. So which of those three items do we think it is? All right. I'm going to guess that it's Clapshot. I'm going to guess that it's Pow Saudi. It was Clapshot. Ah. All right. Do I get a point for that, too? It was a bonus question. 2.5 to 1.5. Here we go with question three. So here we are with another easy one. Haggis. Mm. It is the national dish of Scotland. And it is served during the Burns Supper on January 25th in honor of Scottish poet Robert Burns, who wrote Address to a Haggis, which I will read you after the question. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously you have both heard of haggis. Is that, are we going to be judged on the number of ingredients that sure. we can correctly name in haggis? I think that's a fair way to do it. So okay. we'll, we'll say that. Name the number of ingredients in a haggis. I'm going to just list, list what list, I think is in it. List ingredients. List ingredients, okay. Well, in that case, I think I will give this Robert Burns quote. It begins addressed to a haggis. Fair fa your honest, saunchy face. Oh, great chieftain of the Putin race. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling Asim is going to win this one. Should we, should we... Here we go. What do you have, David? Uh, it's like sheep intestine or kidney? Is it intestine? And then congealed blood is the other thing that I put down. But that's about all I can remember about haggis. Okay, well, not a bad start. <laughs> I said sheep intestines, blood, and oatmeal encased in a sheep's liver, maybe with some onion. So, kind of, it's a savory pudding containing sheep's pluck, which is heart, liver, and lungs. So no oh. intestines. Oh, no damn it, okay. 
with minced onion, oatmeal, suet, and spices encased and boiled in a sheep's stomach. Oh. Sheep's stomach. Okay. Sheep's stomach. Sheep's stomach. Wrong uh. gross thing. <laughs> I picked the wrong gross thing. Yeah. I I like, that's the one that we're supposed to know. I know. <laughs> so I'm going to give neither of you we're points so for screwed. that. <laughs> so because that question was no points for either side, we are going to ask this question. In the Highland Games of Scotland... Is haggis hurling a real sport? Ooh. Okay. All right, we've got our answers. <laughs> what do you think, Dave? No, it's not. I totally think it is. Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> the rules of haggis hurling is that you hurl a haggis from atop a whiskey barrel. It needs... <laughs> because of course. <laughs> <laughs> it must be edible after the landing. Oh, wow. I, how, who determines edit- edibility? The haggis judge, I guess. I'll just say, I can't believe you said no, David. Come on. <laughs> no to the haggis tossing. <laughs> it's not a toss, it's a hurl. Like, oh, yeah. What, what could be a more Scottish word? Like the English toss thing. <laughs> the Scottish hurl. <laughs> Listen, laddie. If you think I'm just going to toss something, you're gravely mistaken. When I stand on a whiskey barrel, I hurl things. <laughs> Something thrown from my hands at that altitude could hardly be described as a toss. As <laughs> a toss. I guess the scene pulled ahead. So, here we go. David's comeback begins now on question four. <laughs> this item is called Iron Brew. It's spelled Iron Brew. I-R-N space B-R-U. <laughs> its hint is, it's Scotland's other national drink. What's their first national? Oh. Yeah, scotch, duh. <laughs> Get in the game, Davis. You literally, I actually for a second <laughs> forgot about scotch. The moment you opened your mouth, I was like, where is he going to What is he going to It's actually Merlot, is it? Merlot. <laughs> but Earn Brew. Earn Brew. Its name is a reference to a rusty color of the drink and the fact that there could be 0.002% ammonium ferric citrate in it. So it's clearly... A beer made from iron instead of wheat, right? <laughs> That's an option. That's, That's and why. your option? All right, so I, I, I have had iron brew. Uh, oh, you're really prepared. I have, yeah. It, it is a gross bubblegum-flavored soda, which I, I don't remember if that's actually what it tastes like, but I remember it was fucking disgusting. It's a carbonated... Uh, Orange soda drink. Oh. Orange soda. Well, what is Sabetti? I literally wrote some kind of beer. <laughs> so I didn't come up with anything very interesting. I don't... That bubblegum, to me, seems... Strikes me as, like, so anti-Scottish. Like, why would they want bubblegum? They're an iron people. So I'm going to give the point to David. Oh, <laughs> come on! <laughs> some fun facts about Iron Brew. It's primarily known for its two controversial colorings, Sunset Yellow, SCF, and Ponso 4, which are restricted in Europe and U.S. because they may lead to attention deficit disorder. What? (laughs) (laughs) Or may contribute to cancer. Unproven, unproven, but basically, just a little background on this amusing item. They're known for their, like, very pugnacious advertising campaign, so they have all of these, like, 80s ads where drinkers, after they drink it, become strong and magnetic. And then there's all these weird commercials where it'll be, one commercial shows a midwife 
trying to entice a baby from its mother's womb during a <laughs> delivery by shaking an iron brew to kind of pull out the baby. To, to, and then what? another one shows a young, it's a billboard ad, shows a young woman in a bikini with the slogan, I never knew four and a half inches could give so much pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> and another has like a picture of a cow with the slogan, when I'm a burger, I want to be washed down with an iron brew. <laughs> <laughs> So there's all of these, like, so it is actually the second, the most popular soda in Scotland. It beats Coke. So it is, like, this, like, weird Scottish phenomenon. Tell me again why Great Britain wants to hold on to Scotland. It seems like you should really just cut them loose. (laughs) I feel like we're diving into a difficult area. (laughs) So here we are. 3.5 to 2.5 is the score. And this item is Rumble de Thumps. What? what? <laughs> That's not a real food. All right, can you spell that for me? All one word, of course. Rumble. R-U-M-B-L-E-D-E-T-H-U-M-P-S. Rumble-de-thumps. Rumble-de-thumps. All right. <laughs> so it is former British Prime Minister Gordon Brown's favorite dish. Oh, wow. But he received immense criticism from the Scottish people for claiming this. Really? Just so you know. So he named an authentic Scottish dish with an amazing name and got flack for it. They felt he was pandering. I see. Well, do we need any more hints or are... I would like another hint. Its name comes from the noise it makes when cooking in the oven. So I'll give you that much. It's, it's in the oven. The Scottish are sonorous what people. rumbles and thumps when you bake it? Live animals. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have an answer. Uh, okay. Here. <laughs> sure. I like that confidence. <laughs> so a scene. All right, so I'm going to guess that rumbly thumps are fried suet layered with mashed fermented peas that explode with small gassy bubbles when heated. <laughs> Love explosions. That was very descriptive. I was so terse in my answer. I said potatoes stuffed with, and then I was trying to think about what they could possibly be stuffed with. What do Scottish people have lying around? Yeah. Cabbage. <laughs> congealed blood. I'm probably going to say congealed blood for almost every answer. <laughs> it is the Scottish version of bubble and squeak, or Colcannon, if that helps. Mm. Nope. Nope. <laughs> it does well, not help. this is a traditional way of cooking leftover vegetables. Bubble and squeak is when they fry those leftover vegetables, and that's British. And colcannon is the, pretty much the equivalent. So this is when they take... That's the, the Irish version? Irish version. Okay. Uh, it's a traditional Scottish side dish of cooked leftover potatoes and vegetables, traditionally potatoes, cabbage, and onions, that uh, <laughs> rather than being fried, is baked together with cheese. In a kind oh, of- I was completely going to say cheese, <laughs> but I thought that was too American. <laughs> <laughs> They're both so different. One is wrong, but like lyrically wrong, and yours is like pretty close. You only said cabbage. I know. He said cabbage. I, I, you, when you said like what was lying around, I was like, oh, cabbage. All right, fine. <laughs> In that case, I'm going to give you half a point. Yeah. So it's 3.5 to 3. So here we are. Question six. So this is... Crappit Head, C-R-A-P-P-I-T space H-E-I-D. And so I'm going to... Not H-E-A-D, H-E-I-D. H-E-I-D. Crappit Head. Head, exactly. It's my best guess on how to say that. (laughs) 
So I'm going to ask you to make it a little more specific. What animal or animal part is this dish cooked in? Cooked in. Cooked in. Okay. If you're if you if you're going to be wrong, be creative, David. Crapit head, 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 head. I don't know. Just say it loud, more loudly, and it will Crap be correct. Crapit head. Yeah, you have to be forceful. Forceful. All right, let's do this. You want to start? Yeah, I put a cow's skull. Very well. I put a sheep rectum inside a hog's head. (laughs) So you have both the crappet part and the head part. Okay. Nice. That is, it is technically fishhaggish. It is a boiled cod head stuffed with oats, suet, and liver. That sounds so So gross. it's, It's hollowed out head of cod, washed and descaled. Then rammed full of quote fistfuls of oats, suet, <laughs> and white pepper. If you don't prepare the dish violently, is it, it really Scottish? If you haven't fisted the fish's head, it's not the real dish. And then, then the head is sewn shut and finally boiled in seawater for extra flavor. It's oh sea yeah. Water. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> it's a favorite of the 18th century coastal communities around Aberdeenshire. The fisher folk survived in this style of meal after being forced to sell the expensive fillets to the rich. I see. I do think that it seems beautiful answer. We have to go with that. I think that the sheep's rectum really sold it for you. All right. So it's 4.5 to 3. Oh. And now we have this item. How would you describe Kranikin? C-R-A-N-A-C-H-A-N. It apparently, through a strange linguistic mix-up, it Uh-oh. is, the word Kranikin comes from the Gaelic word for churn. It's a literal mixing up. What did you put, Asim? Kranikin. Sheep's butter left overnight in a whiskey barrel. <laughs> it literally just wrote fermented butter. <laughs> 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 Great minds. I know. <laughs> well, neither of you are right. Okay. So I'm going to instead give you this hint. All right. It's a dessert. Whoa. And what items do you think are in the dessert? And whoever gets the most, you are allowed four or four key ingredients. So you can guess four ingredients. Now I'm, I'm like now I'm designing just a dessert that I want to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a dessert the Scottish want to eat, though? Probably not. Some uh, say let's see. How can I Scottify this? I like that. That's that's. Now you're getting your heads in the game. I feel like you've kind of not been really bringing your A game. I nailed it. Don't worry. I okay. got it. So, All right. What do you think? I've got cream, oats, honey, and congealed blood. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't want to waste what I'd already written, so I said sheep's butter left overnight in a whiskey barrel with... Molasses and oat flour and marmalade. David's pretty close, actually. Uh, no congealed blood. Ah, too bad. <laughs> but it, it, it is uh, whipped cream, honey, raspberries, toasted oatmeal, and of course whiskey. Whiskey. Wow. So I was a little bit right too. Then. I'm well, anyway, anyway. So point point for David. But it's served in a glass, and it's like actually seems quite nice. Scottish parfait. You should have guessed whiskey. Come on. Man. Yeah, yeah. And so we have one more, which is. How Towdy and Drapped Eggs. So How Towdy is spelled H O W T O W D I E. One word. And Drapped Eggs, which Not is. Not to be confused with, what was the thing you said earlier? Pow Saudi. Okay, Pow Saudi. <laughs> All right. 
right, how tauty plus... Drop it eggs is spelled D-R-A-P-P-I-T. Drop it. So it's a two-part question, and I'm going to give two points for it. Ooh. Because I just decided. How tauty is likely derived from the old French word, who to do. All right, here we go. I got some... You're you're up first, Asim. I'm up first? Okay, so I think how tauty is cabbage sautéed in suet and whiskey. Very well. And what do you think the drop-it eggs are? So I think drop-it means draped. What are they draped with? Cow stomach. <laughs> I feel like you're very stereotypical. <laughs> I gotta, I'm trying to get into the spirit Cow of that. Very well. My very boring answer is like corned beef hashed and poached eggs. That sounds pretty, point, like, pretty that's solid a right there. point for you, actually. Hey-o. <laughs> so how touty is basically just a young hen. It's from an old French word, which means pullet or a young hen. And it's basically just stuffed with oatmeal and roasted. And drop it eggs are just poached eggs. They are so called because you drop it them in the water. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> that's literally how I was like. Oh, so it's dropped, not draped. Yeah, it's oh. drop it in, in the water. That's what it is. I see. So we're going to give one point to David. Hey-o. So here we are. So the score is 4.5 for a seam to 5 points for David. Ooh, Savetti's pulling ahead. All important. He's doing a little dance. All important uh, in victory pose. <laughs> the all important uh, multiple choice round. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah, so we're done with uh, we're done with the write in your answer pit. This is exactly. where this is the time for the lightning round. Here we go. So I'm going to give you a dish, and then I'm going to give you some options about what you think it could be. Question one, and there's going to be six of these questions. The flies graveyard. Is flies it, Graveyard. Is the name graveyard, of the dish. Yes. Or the Flies Cemetery. That's okay. also an acceptable name. I've seen it described as the Fleas Graveyard, too. Okay. But typically the Flies. Typically okay. the Flies. All right. Aren't you in the mood to eat? Um, is it a sheep's liver porridge, a fruit slice dessert, that's option B, first one's option A, or C, uncultured Scottish cream cheese? Oh. So, to repeat... A, option A, sheep's liver porridge. Option B, a fruit slice dessert. Option C, uncultured Scottish cream cheese. This is really hard. Yeah, I know. I feel like now I'm just going to err on the grossest thing <laughs> in the three choices. You want to start? It's gotten yeah, this far. Yeah, I'll go. I think it's A. Very well. The the liver, or it's, what, it, what was it? Sheep's, sheep's liver porridge? Yeah, liver porridge. I'm going to say it's uncultured cream cheese. You're both wrong. Ah. <laughs> it's a fruit slice dessert with so, raisins and currants. Wait, oh. but you didn't say that. Well, that would give it away. It's a. <laughs> oh, so of the, course. The, flies love raisins and currants. No, the flies. The, the raisins look like the flies. Because when you when you oh. said it, when you said it, I, I actually thought I was like, oh, it's probably some like pudding yeah. with berries or raisins or something in it, and they look like flies. They look like dead flies caught in the thing. And then there was nothing with raisins in it, and I was like, oh, okay, then it's just the gross one. Well, I guess I should have, I, I didn't want to give it away, but you're, you're. Well, I definitely less. don't get the point that, for that one. Can I say, if you knew more about Scottish pastries, this wouldn't have been a problem. Uh, here we are. Question 10. Feisty cock. Feisty cock. Feisty, festy cock. Feisty cock. Feisty cock. Excuse me. F-E-S-T-Y, and then cock. Cock. <laughs> This is either A, a whiskey pickled woodcock, a recooked chicken pudding with curry powder and raisins, or a Scottish alternative to a pancake. So those are the three options. Option A, a whiskey pickled woodcock, 
B, a recooked chicken pudding with curry powder and raisins. Or C, a Scottish alternative to a pancake. Those first two are so ridiculous. They're so specific. Whiskey, <laughs> pickled, woodcock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they all sound plausible. Wow. I mean, I wouldn't put anything past these people, so... Hmm. <laughs> mm. What was B again? Recooked chicken a- with curry powder and raisins? Yes. Wow. All right, I think I Indian have... fusion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, what do, what do we have, David? I put A. Okay. The you whiskey, the- pickles, woodcock. I say B, recooked chicken with curry powder and raisins. Nope. It's the Scottish alternative to a pancake. Wow, <laughs> we're doing so badly. I know. Like, I was like, that's too boring of an answer for it to be so, right. So, here's... Let me tell you about the festive woodcock. History lesson. It's a large oat cake... Mixed with water that's traditionally baked in a kiln on Shrove Tuesday, the day before Mardi Gras, or assume no, 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 the day ending Mardi Gras, the day before Ash Wednesday, but it's cooked before Lent uh, and may have been shaped like a bird to celebrate cockfighting because the word festi is thought to refer to Festern's Eve, the day before Shrove Tuesday, when cockfighting was kind of a common entertainment. So it's a, a Mardi Gras dish. <laughs> you know, I'm normally a history buff. But, like, it just seems like all these details of a time and place that's just too wretched to even want to know about. You don't know, maybe Festy Cock, this, this, this pancake, this cock-shaped pancake. I mean, I know a lot of San Franciscans who might go for that. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are. We're doing great so far. 4.5 to 5. David still Zero the points awarded for this round so I know. far. You've both <laughs> guessed everything but the right answer so far. <laughs> so now we have another one. Cullen Skink. Skink, S-K-I-N-K. Exactly. Is it A, a milky fish soup, B, a traditional Easter cabbage cake, or C, a green hard sucking candy, sucking candy, sucking candy, if you will. Cullen Skink. So the option B is a traditional Easter cabbage cake? Yes. I didn't know that cabbage and cake could be in the same dish. Dude, you're... There are Facebook videos about how to make, like, little little cakes out of fucking broccoli and cauliflower for people who don't eat carbs, okay? You can, <laughs> you can, you can, I think you can make this, a cake out of pretty much anything. The Scottish have been doing that shit for centuries. So, what do we think? A scene. I'm, I'm going to say it's that. I'm going to say it's a traditional Easter cabbage cake. That's what I said, too. Nope, it's a milky fish soup. Oh, I just made up the cabbage cake thing. I'm glad that that was such a good answer. <laughs> I think Colin is in a proper noun, right? Could be. So skink is a Scottish word for shin, knuckle, or a hoof of beef, which has developed a secondary meaning of a soup, especially soups made from these animal parts. So if someone calls you a skink, they're referring to soup, probably. Ah. I get called soup all the time. (laughs) (laughs) So we're doing great so far. Zero for zero. Yeah. Um, I've actually, uh, turns out the multiple choice is more difficult. Because there, there's a right or a wrong answer, and I can't just arbitrarily yeah, make yeah. points. So we now have three more questions. Next question. The official mascot of the Fafar Athletic Football Club, a prestigious member of the Scottish Professional Football League, has which of the following food items as its mascot? Oh my god. Is it a bridey, which is a meat pastry? That's option A. Option B. A finnan hottie, which is a smoked haddock, or C, a lorn sausage, which is a square sausage slice. All three traditional Scottish items. What's the name of the football club again? Forfar. F O R F A R. 
four far. I not as far away as five far. <laughs> I see. Yeah, it's just four far. Do the people of four far like meat pastries, smoked haddock, or square sausage slices? Yeah, I don't know where four far is. If I did, it might help. Neither do I. It's moderately far away, so somewhere in the... Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> it's a stupid joke. It's not happening, this joke. <laughs> I'm just trying to, trying to get some clues, man. I'm not given much to work with here. All right. Here we I go. Got my answer. Asim, what is it, what's it going to be? I think it's a square sausage, a Lauren sausage. That's what I said, too. No, it's the bridey meat pastry. A meat pastry? It's, there's actually, the dish is called Bridie, Bridie or Far Bridie. Four Far Bridie. As you can see, my knowledge of this area is unlimited, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could have made everything up here. You could have made four it all up Bridie. and it would all be so plausible. Yeah, you guys seem to find my made-up answers more plausible than the real ones. It, it, I think it just shows job. the prejudice that we have against exactly, yeah, Scottish yeah. people and their food. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. We're going we're gonna to start. Well, we've got a streak going. Zero for zero. Yeah. Zero for four. So we have two more options. Tipsy Laird. Is this item A, a dessert? How do you spell Laird? Like L-A-I-R-D. Okay. B, a drink. Or C, a pudding. A a meat, a savory pudding. What's the first one again? A, a dessert. B, a drink. Or C, a savory pudding. I've got my answer. I I think I do too. Same. I think it's a dessert. I think it's a savory pudding. It's a dessert. No! Oh! <laughs> the en- first point of the multiple choice round. What's in it? It's an English trifle, which is whiskey in it. It is. It's a layered pudding with sponge cake, raspberry, whiskey, and custard topped with whipped cream. Nice. So how does this differ from that other dish that we talked about oh, it's earlier? It's different, man. Come on. Uh, that, that one has uh, oats on it, and it doesn't have the cake. No, I see. No cake. Oats instead of cake. In the, what is it, Cranekin. Yeah, they're both, the British, the UK, generally has a lot of, like, just desserts in a glass. But the trifle is, like, a layered dessert that has, like, very specific things. And the Scots make it their own by using whiskey instead of sherry. The English uh, can only handle the sherry. Wimps. Wimps. <laughs> and so here we are with the last item. Is a clouty dumpling. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so naughty. What, is, what does it like, mean for something to be like, It sounds like something an old Scottish person would like yell at a woman walking on the street. It sounds like a horrible cat call. <laughs> oh, look at that clouty dumpling. <laughs> I'd like to taste a bit of that. Oh, God, it's so bad. <laughs> now, is this item named for... The cloth or rag in which it is boiled, is it named for, that's option A. Option B, is it named for a sheep's intestine where it's cooked? Or C, is it named for Sir Walter Scott's granddaughter's nickname? (laughs) How do you spell it? C-L-O-O-T-I-E, dumpling. This is a very popular dish, the Clouty Dumpling. So here we are, 5.5 for a seam to 5 for David. Oh, this could be it. I, have, I think I have an answer. David. I think it's the cloth that it, the thing is boiled in. Of course. I thought the same. That is the correct answer. Uh-huh. Alas. Well, at least, we, at least I got an a, a right answer, but I think that still means a seam wins. It does, unfortunately. <laughs> By half a point. It was a hard fought, 
highly well-prepared for contest. A clouty dumpling is a Ritz suet-based fruit pudding boiled in a cloth. Okay, I'm going to sound really dumb. What the fuck is suet? So I think tallow is like rendered beef fat just as lard is rendered pork fat. Uh I think suet is like the beef version of like pork fat back. It's like mostly fat, but there's like some meat. Got it. Bits in it. Suet is raw. And they use it for baking? Apparently. Suet is raw, hard fat of beef or mutton found around the loin or kidneys. And so we have our winner. And by the slightest of margins, it's a seam shoe glove for 6.5 points. I'm sure you're eagerly awaiting defending your title in our next edition, but do you have any words? Uh, I would like to thank the family and many teachers and mentors I've had along the way. <laughs> any clusy dumplings you'd like to thank? <laughs> that, I, I, don't, I don't kiss and tell. <laughs> but in all seriousness, we've had some fun here, but learning about Scottish food for me was actually sort of a joy-bringing experience that showed me what it's like for a tradition to believe and fight for what their food is and have the courage to name your disrumble defumps or <laughs> a kludgy dumpling or a cullen skink. If only America had the same courage. <laughs> yes, yes. I think we can all learn from the Scots a thing or two about national pride, even when there is nothing really substantive to be proud of. <laughs> Those are fighting words. <laughs> <laughs> well, also in seriousness, we've been laughing about these names and how they might have become so whimsical. But the fact is, for a long time, Scots was considered a different language from English. I'm not, and I'm not talking about Scottish Gaelic, which is a totally separate Celtic language, but the hearty dialect of Robert Burns was long considered to be something not entirely English, just as Portuguese was considered to be something separate from Spanish. So it's only really for political reasons that the Scots go about claiming that they speak English today. And indeed, if Scottish independence ever comes to pass, then their rich Scots language might be something that they could reclaim and even teach to some of us foreigners. Well... Tonight, I may not have a haggis, but hail to thee, old Scottish island, or whatever your nickname is. <laughs> yeah, uh, what is it? The, the show me state. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Is that Tennessee? <laughs> I don't remember. It's, it's, it's Missouri. Missouri. Yeah. Missouri. <laughs> For obvious reasons. Scotland, the show me state. <laughs> so. All right, everyone. Thank you very much. This has been yet another episode of If You'll Indulge Me. I'm Asim Shukla. I'm Ted Joya. And... I'm David Betty. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us, David. <laughs> this has been great. I feel like I'm going to go barf now.